back to the podcast. So you might be thinking right now, what's this part two thing I'm reading on the episode title? Well, let me explain this to you. We actually recorded an episode reviewing Midnight's by Taylor Swift, and you know us. The more music, the better. So we decided to review the 3 a.m. edition. However, that ended up being 20 tracks to review. And we decided to divide the episode into two parts so it's easier for you guys to listen to it. So on the first part, we actually review the tracks that are part of the standard version of the album. On the second part, we are reviewing the additional tracks that make that 3 a.m. edition. So go ahead, sit back and relax, and enjoy. So now we'll start with the 3 a.m. editions. Like I said, at midnight, she released the entirety of What Was Midnight, which was 13 songs. Obviously, Taylor being Taylor, it was 13 songs. And then at 3 a.m., she chaotically released seven more songs. There's also an additional song in the Target versions, but that one, did you review that one? Because I didn't. I think I've only listened to it once. I didn't even know which one. There's a new song in the Target one that's not in any of the other albums. It's called... I listened to what it was on Spotify. You told me, listen to the 3 a.m. edition. Oh, because this one's not anywhere online. Yeah, I know. So I don't know that there was another song, but I have to tell the people, I have to tell the listeners how intense you were when I said that I was about to listen to the song, to to the album. Because just for those that are listening, I was like, oh, I'm finally going to listen to the album. Which is, it was a whole roller coaster. And like, it was intense for me to get to listen to the album. Because me doing this, I do have a template <laughs> for this on the platform that I use for journaling at this point. And when I was ready to do it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to add all the track, uh, the tracks to the table before I start listening to it. So I don't have to like be typing while the song is already playing the platform was having issues <laughs> so i remember telling nachi like oh uh i cannot I'm, I'm still waiting there are issues i'm waiting for a tweet from the platform's account to say that the issue has been fixed <laughs> yes i just looked it up the target edition has three bonus tracks one of them is an original song called it's different and there's two remixes which is for you're on your own kid and for sweet nothing this is annoying because now i want to listen to them but like i'm not gonna go get the album for that that's why i told you that i wanted the target edition because i don't think she'll release it anywhere else i keep waiting to see and I'm also waiting to see if she'll release the 3 a.m. edition into a physical copy, but she hasn't either. But anyway. Oh, so the 3 a.m. was only digital. Then why do. <clears throat> okay, people, I didn't know that there were many versions, okay? Because Nachi was the one who told me, listen to the 3 a.m. edition. And when I went to Spotify to like to like add the whole album to like this playlist that I use to what I'm gonna listen to from you new releases I'm like is it only 13 tracks and she's like no no the 3 a.m version and like I couldn't find it but then I found it but at the same time I was finding it on Spotify she's like let me know I can send you a link <laughs> yes 
but yeah, the 3 a.m. edition. You were being intense, digital. okay? I wanted you to listen to it right, and you still didn't do it. So, anyway, I listened to the album right. Like, let's not get into it. Let's move on, okay? But yes, the first song in the 3 a.m. edition is called "The Great War." And I must say, when I listened to three, the 3 a.m. edition, like I said, I listened to the 13 tracks at midnight. Then when I woke up in the morning, I listened to the seven additional songs. And the seven songs in the 3 a.m. edition was what I thought the entire album was going to be like. But it wasn't. And The Great War is my favorite out of the seven tracks. Oh, from those extra ones. Yes, from those extra ones. Okay. It is one of my favorites. It makes me feel like kind of like that folklore kind of vibe. Also, there's a lot of storytelling in it, which obviously, like I've said all throughout the other songs, mm -hmm. one of my favorite things. And it also has to do like the way you know Taylor's story and the things she's been through, like that great war, the, those things that she's had to fight and get through and then come off at the end. So I really like it. And I think my favorite part is like when she says the uh-huhs, I love them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't have anything else to say about it. It's, it's a really cool song to listen to. I really like the vocals all throughout the song. Mm -hmm. Like apart from what you said. <laughs> I just love the vocals all throughout the song. Um, I really like the song a lot. But you said it all. Like, I'm, like, here listening to you. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing else I have to say apart from, like, this little tiny comment. And even though it's one of my favorite songs, it also, I don't have any lyrics that really, like, pop really? out of my favorite. No, I just love it all. Like, I love the entire song. That's my favorite lyric. <laughs> the entire song. And, and here I am with lyrics from this one. Which ones are your favorite? Uh, where she says, and maybe it's the past that's talking, screaming from a crib, telling me to punish you for things you never did. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm not even going to explain why. I'm not going to get deep into my feelings. If that line resonates with people, they understand why without the gruesome details. Yeah. So we'll just move on to the next one. The track number... 15th on the album the 3am edition is called Bigger Than the Whole Sky this song makes me really sad it does from the way it sounds to the lyrics to the vocals the haunting goodbyes in the chorus and it also has that same dreamy vocals that we hear on Snow on the Beach There was another one that I said has that dreamy kind of like lyrics. Mm -hmm. Was it Labyrinth? I think so. I also kind of makes me feel like clean and the way she carries the story. But there's such a sad mm -hmm. note in her vocals that really like it's she stabbed me and like twisted the knife with them, especially with those goodbyes. This song, I still don't know how to explain how it makes me feel like literally the only comment I have on my notes is A plus for this song 
that was it. I didn't write anything about it because it was so fucking perfect for me. And you said everything that I was feeling with the song. Just one of my favorite from the first listening. I was like, this fucking song mm-hmm. is so sad, but so beautiful. <laughs> Maybe it's me with the sad girl vibes. <laughs> me loving everything that taylor does that it's like the saddest fucking songs ever but i just love the song and like you were saying with the the great word like how you couldn't like pick favorite lyrics because the whole song is your favorite lyric that's how i feel with this i one. have favorite like i couldn't pick one. anything because it was like i just I love the song a as a whole it's when she says, and I've got a lot to pine about, and I've got a lot to live without. That line. It's just the entire song is so, oh, so good. Yes. Any last thoughts? Any last feelings? Other than it makes us sad? No. <laughs> it's just very, it's just very Taylor, Taylor feeling sad. That's all I have to say. Um, the track number 16 is called Paris. This song, I kind of forget it exists, and then I remember when I listen to it. And the way it starts, I don't know if it was to transition from mm-hmm. Bigger Than The Whole Sky to it, because this one's so upbeat after that one, which is something we've known Taylor to do, like kind of like make you feel sad and then give you something to dance about. But the beginning of this song is very, it almost sounds like a little interlude before the sound of the song comes on. And nothing really, like, stands out about it for me. But it's fun. Like, the Larry, the way her, she plays with the vocals, it sounds fun to me. That's it. But, like, nothing about it really, like, resonates. I think we're on the same page. Because I was like, okay, the song is, it's all right. That was it. Then it was like, oh, it's too repetitive. It's But it's nice to listen to it. I have no other thoughts about it. Like, even to this day, when it comes up, you said that there are no skips on this album. But when this comes out on my playlist, <gasps> half of the time, skip I skip the song. We're not on the same page then. It's just I can't like, skip it. Uh, that pre-chorus. Like, meh, okay. That pre-chorus does it for if me I'm every listening time. to something. When I remember it exists, I go like, <laughs> I'm here for the pre-chorus and, and the bridge. Mm, no. And it's been already a week. So I don't think it's going to change for me. (sighs) Yeah, baby. I can hear it. You're tired of me already. You're like, why am I friends with this person? How can I call her my wifey? That's that's what's going through your head, right? I'm just going to stick to the fact that it is not a skip song for me. I stick with it for the pre-chorus and the bridge. And like the same way that the song kind of starts slow and then it gives you this chordy vibe and then it goes down again towards the end. And I think it's it's something we didn't see in other songs in the album and it gives you that different dynamic to it. Even though I forget about it, it's not a skip song. I agree to disagree. So then we move on. I don't, I don't know so what to say. Done. I can't say You're it. You're so can't. done with me. I'll just, the only thing I could do is move on. <laughs> Song number 17 on the track list is High Infidelity. I like the sound in this one. 
and I really like the line of put on your records and regret me. I bend the truth too far tonight. I don't know. There's something about it that hits me. It also has a lot of imagery, kind of ties to other albums and other things. She's talked about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to say. I like it. It's not in my tops, but it's also not in my bottoms. True, true. I agree there with you. Like, it wasn't a song that I was like immediately, oh my god, I love it. But I do have favorite parts from it. Like, I love how she didn't really have a bridge for that one, but it was an instrumental also, break. I'm looking at the lyrics right now, and it's, I thought this was kind of a bridge, but wasn't a bridge. It has something that's called a refrain. What is a refrain? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's what it says, and it's the part where she says, you know, there's many different ways that you can kill the one you love. The slowest way is never loving them enough. Stop looking at my notes. It's not one of my favorite lyrics, but I know that there's been a lot of people like sharing that one. And it does hit you like it's a powerful line to say. And it's also after she says like, do you really want to know where I was on April 29th? And do you really want me to draw the constellation on his eyes? That, That line also is like, whoa. Okay, girl. Yeah. And it's one of those songs, like, Mm -hmm. from the title, you quickly get what the song is about. And just to clarify before I say what I'm going to say, I do not condone cheating. I hate lies. You know, I'm very much like I value honesty. But also when someone cheats, and again, I'm not supporting cheating, You have to look into the reasons behind them cheating on someone. Mm -hmm. And the song explains that a lot. It's like, I mean, I would have upped out for like, if you don't feel good on the relationship, just break up, right? Because this person is not giving you what you feel like you need to, the attention that you need. Like they're taking you for granted. But for the concept of the song, it really shows you how basically with that line where she says like the slowest way is never loving them enough it's giving you the reason why the infidelity happened and when she's like saying that like do you do you really want to know where i was on the 29th you can clearly see that it's like when you look at from a relationship perspective it's like this person is already done Like, they have already detached from the relationship. There has been an emotional Mm -hmm. breakup, like a mental breakup, I guess, in a way. But they're still in that relationship. Lord knows why. But, like, this song explains that really well. And I'm not going to give anyone couples therapy right now. But that's what it made me uh, think of when I listened to the song and saw the lyrics. And that part of, like... There the many ways of like you can kill the one you love really hit home not for like personal experiences but from things I've seen like I wouldn't even say around me but like things that you see on social media so often that from like relationships and stuff like that and also I listened to a podcast called Two Hot Takes and they read like Reddit stories. And you see a lot of, like, couple stories on Reddit. 
and it made me think like now when I listen to past episodes because that's something that I do after the song came out I kept thinking like oh this is like that Taylor song from the new album like it's there it's very relatable there are things that happen in real life and and I wouldn't go to assume like, oh, she did that. Because people always think like, oh, artists write from their own experiences. No, maybe she saw something or someone around her and this came to life. Like, it's one of those songs that it's very relatable in a way. And maybe it's not like a song that you're like, oh, it's on my top songs from the album. But it makes you think about things that happen in real life. It's not just a fairy tale. So I think we can move on to track number 18 called Glitch. And I really love Glitch. Uh, it's one of those songs that kind of sounds like a little sexy um, sound wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has and that vibe. It kind of also sounds... I feel like it's the extension of what Mastermind is. It's like the middle of Mastermind, if that makes sense. I think she sounds gorgeous in the in her vocals. Mm-hmm. What else? Do you have anything else to add? Um, not well, nothing good. Oh, <laughs> okay. I do. I agree with everything that you said. But man, it's another one of those songs that, like, I know it's pop, right? But like. It gets too repetitive and like there's not like you can have a song that has the same lyrics all over again but there are elements that you can add from from like the sound that makes it like even though it's repetitive you're like it sounds different from from the last time you heard this verse or line or whatever which she did on other songs on this album but this one is like it's just the same all the time so even though I like her voice, I agree with everything you said. I wouldn't skip it, but I get Why tired of it. Why are friends? <laughs> oh, I really like Don't it. And there's moments. Me, please. <laughs> there's moments in the song that like really like stand out for me. Like in the second verse when she says, I was supposed to sweat you out. Um, in search of glorious happenings of happenstance on somebody else's playground but it's been 2190 days of our love which if you go back it's exactly this time she had been with joe on october 21st which is brilliant from taylor's part um i also love the bridge and the way she sounds on the bridge especially when she says i thought we had no chance and that's romance let's dance and it makes me think of dancing with our hands tied and there's just little things Mm. about the song like why i didn't said anything bad about it i just said it gets repetitive (laughs) why are you like this she has other songs that are pop too and they're not like (sighs) like this okay any any last thoughts? No, not really. I don't have like any particular okay, lyrics on so this. So we'll one. move on to track number nineteen. It's called "Would Have," "Could Have," "Should Have," and this is the only song I will talk about yes. who we all think it's about. And like Taylor freaking killed John Mayer again in twenty twenty two. I'm sorry. It's really obvious. 
um well i don't have much to say um because i love the song so fucking much another five out of five but i remember when i was still listening to the to the album and i was already in in this song that that was when i actually texted you for the first time while listening to the song to to the album and and i gave you like my general thoughts about the album we had a little bit of bickering about it and then i was like why is this song attacking me but it was attacking me in a good way like i can relate to it <laughs> basically that's that's why it was attacking me i was like you don't need to you don't need to be writing my thoughts out there i love the song in general i love how it sounds i love the lyrics i did notice the attack like she came for him once again and i think that's one of like not to get into relationships and stuff but i think that's one of the ones that were more talked about throughout like her whole career since it happened people keep bringing it back and all that because of something like this um so even though i'm not like hardcore swifty i'm gonna find every single single little thing in reference i leave that to you uh really but i got it real it's quick really, it was like really pretty obvious. obvious i agree with everything you said i love mm -hmm. the way her voice sounds in this song and the versatility she gives it as she sings it it's so raw in emotions like you can feel it and uh, my favorite line that really like hits me is what she says and now that i'm grown i'm scared of ghosts memories feel like weapons and now that i know i wish you'd left me wondering mm -hmm. and this is when you can tell that obviously this is obviously mm -hmm. a song she wrote now as a very adult taylor looking back at her recordings it's very obvious yeah like it's like wait a minute i have more mm -hmm. things to say and the way she says i regret you all the time breaks me and there's another one song another line that hurts me is that's what she says give me my my girlhood it was mine first for me it was like it's the entire song but like specifically the bridge and the third verse i love when she has songs where she has a third verse They always hit different and it's not coming with pop songs because they usually have like verse one, verse two, the bridge, that's it. Everything else is the chorus. So maybe that's why <laughs> I like it so much. I love when she says on the bridge, I like what you were saying. I regret you all the time. I can let this go. But like my favorite part is when she says, I fight with you in my sleep. The one won't close. I do relate a lot to that because, well, people listening don't know, but you do, that I have a very active brain, which I love and hate at the same time because no one needs to be having dreams about people from the past. But there's specifically, I would say, one person that I'm not going to mention, but you know, that I keep having dreams throughout the years. And I can feel, I can understand Taylor and what she means by this relationship because I can compare to like my own life. And that's why I was like, why is she attacking me? 
she doesn't need to be attacking me this way. And then on the third verse that I fucking love completely, and there's the give me back my girlhood, I particularly love when she says, living for the thrill of hitting you where it hurts. Not that I believe revenge is a good thing. But we've all it's thought a about it. Thought. So yeah. This song is what all too well was at some point and still is. Um, I can relate to it in many ways. And the lyrics that are like my favorites tend to be my favorites because they're attacking me personally. Like you are t attacking my whole life, basically. So um this one was an instant favorite even though I was getting attacked but it's because I can feel it in my bones this one is fucking perfect and yes Taylor I I and fucking I agree, agree with, with you <laughs> Taylor if you're listening we haven't done that today okay Taylor if you're <laughs> listening girl I feel you I agree with you even if we're like Growing as adults, and this is so behind in the past, there are always lingering thoughts. I wouldn't say lingering feelings, but like lingering thoughts. And when you look back, you're like, mm -hmm. you wish you did everything differently, but you wouldn't be the person you are today without going through that shit. And yes, it haunts you sometimes. So, girl, I, I relate. I come here, let's be besties. That's my my letter to Taylor on this episode. I, I only want to add that I love her. I love you, Taylor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I love you in tiny. Um, so now we finally arrived to the last song, which I think is the perfect ending to the 3 a.m. edition. It's called Dear Reader. And it's basically a song where she's giving advice and then she says never take advice from someone who's fallen apart which i feel attacked by the way but okay but yes i i really like this song i think it's the perfect ending for the entire album there's little snippets that stand out to me like if you don't recognize yourself that means you did it right um also the part where she says if when you aim at the devil make sure you don't miss and it kind of like goes back to the whole like concept of the album of her going through these midnights and what she's the lessons she's learned and different little things so i really feel like It ties up the entire album together very, very nicely. It also has that kind of like haunting sound. <laughs> What yeah. else do you want to add? You've said it all, but I do have some lyrics mm -hmm. apart from the ones you mentioned that I really like. I love when she says, Dear reader, burn all the files, desert all your past yes. lives. Because I wouldn't say like, past life past Taylors. life i feel like she's referring more like yeah yeah basically the old person that you were because we've all the way she separates the old taylors we have everyone has that in their life 
No one has been so consistent to be the same person since they were little. And whoever says otherwise is freaking lying. Yeah, true. And then the other one, what was it? For this one, I'm looking through the lyrics because I didn't add anything because I just fucking love the song completely. Oh, it was the bridge. Because again, she keeps uh, talking me with her bridges where she says... You wouldn't take my word my word for it if you knew who was talking. That one. I forgot I'm about that explain one. That. I'm just not I'm not even gonna explain that, okay? Yes, we all have a version of ourselves that kinda like lives in our minds and that we don't share with others because we think that we'll be judged by it and we'll have intrusive thoughts and different moments that truly live hidden in our minds midnights. Also, just to add a little bit more on lyrics, there's another part. Actually, the whole part right after that one, I just felt the attack completely because like, I was like, did I write this and send it to her? Um, when when she says, if you knew where I was walking to a house, not a home, all alone, because nobody's there. And you know how I feel about the fact that I don't live in Puerto Rico and all the reasons behind it. And that has something that has been consistent in my life since I moved here. The, the way I never referred to this place as my home, because my home is where my people are. Um, so I was like, can she stop attacking me? please um and just everything that follows again an attack but I really like like I said those lines are like that I feel like I'm being attacked that's where I know like the song is gonna end up being a favorite because I can relate to it You have happy songs that you're like, oh yeah, I this song makes me think of this person and it's my favorite. And I mean, the first song that came to mind when I said that, uh, going back to the Faisal's episode, is Best Friends and how I was like saying that that specific line about like back when we were on the other side of 24 makes the song for me because it reminds me of you. Um, and all our memories together that's those are happy but then you have songs like this one so you relate to it and becomes a favorite for like sad lyrics on the song that you can totally relate to it and there's nothing wrong with that i feel weird when people are like just look at the positive just be happy like no like you have to feel all your feelings if not you're just like being fake in a way because we all feel everything we're not happy 24 7 and there's nothing bad about feeling sad reminiscing and what it was and thinking about the past just don't get stuck there and learn from it and with this particular song I was like maybe the day that I was listening to the album wasn't the perfect day too because I was like feeling the 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 lyrics even more um but I was like This is one of those songs that I'm gonna end up screaming the lyrics out when I'm listening to it. And it's all because I fucking relate to it so much. And maybe it's not in a happy way, but it means something. And it makes you think and reflect on things in your life. And as long as you're reflecting and taking care of those, everything is fine. You know? Um, 
I keep turning this into therapy. But people, that's what Taylor does to you. Like, she makes you think about your life when with this freaking songs. That's just Taylor. That's how she does things. But yes, I think overall, I can say I really enjoy this album a lot. I don't know what she put in it. It's addictive. And just a few days, I knew every single word, which is very rare for me. Um, it's all I want to listen to. And I'm very excited about what else she's going to mm -hmm. come up with. If it's more music movies or if new, really new re-recordings are coming, which ones are coming, if a tour is coming. There's a lot that's up in the air that she's hinting at that we obviously don't know what's coming because she's Miss Taylor Swift. I'm really looking forward to more music videos. Um... Because she keeps, mm -hmm. like, just making it better and better. I mean, which is part of the process, right? You want to, like, keep getting better. You want to outdo yourself every single time. And she keeps doing it. And bless her soul for that. Fucking love her for those reasons. And I already said, <laughs> oh, like, my overall thoughts of these al this album throughout the episode. It is a nice album. Even though, you know, I had my my situations with some songs. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to more content. Because I know, like, she's fucking awesome. And she keeps directing and writing these music videos. Which I didn't said when we talk about the music videos. But I have to say that's a, the biggest flex ever. And I love her for it. The fact that she can create these masterpieces. She's not only a singer, a performer. She actually can do she's so amazing. much more. Like, she's such an amazing artist as a whole. It, it, uh, That's why I said at the beginning that. that I really want to see her work with other producers or maybe produce her own music. Because I feel like that would be a natural shift and growth for her. Because obviously she's already directing her own stuff and writing her own stuff. And who knows her better than herself. So I think that would be interesting to see in the future. Maybe, Taylor, if you listen to this and you, you know, that's something you're interested in, I'll support your decision, girl. Taylor, if you want to collab with a producer, I have one for you. His name is Michael Gordon Clifford, mostly known for being part of Five Seconds of Summer. Um, I don't know if you know this, but that boy is a fucking Swifty. I mean, she should know. He was at her apartment in New York once for a party. I think it was her birthday party, so. Yeah. But, yes, I think that concludes this episode on Midnight's. If you haven't listened to the first episode on our season two where we review FISOS 5, go back and listen to that. We hope you stick around and you listen to our future episodes. Who knows what we'll be reviewing next, but we will be reviewing more things. And if you want to see more from us, you can follow us on our socials. We're Obsessed Millennials on almost everything except on Twitter, which we're Obsessed Gen Y. We opened a TikTok in case you guys didn't know. You could go follow us on TikTok. We're going to be hopefully creating some fun content on there for all of you to promote our podcast and to have you guys enjoy. And thank you for listening. Until next time.